Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Yud Zion in Shkolem. We'll start with the mission at the bottom of Tes Zion and Beis. Where were these 13 times that we bowed down? There the, was another opinion that there was a 14th time, added a 14th time near the Deir Eitzim where the, where the Ark was uh, supposedly uh, buried and hidden. But the basic opinion was that there were 13 times they bowed down. Where were they? Arba B'tzafim Arba four in the north, four in the south, Shalosh Mizrach, three in the east, that's a total of 11, Vishnayim Marav, two in the west, that's a total of 13, Keneged Shalosh Yisrei Sha'arim, opposite the 13 Sha'arim. In other words, here's the basic make this again. The letters are upside down because of the, uh, so you're going to have north, north, south, west and east, the way you normally look at things. And there were 13, uh, 13 uh, gates, uh, 13 gates into the Azara. We're looking at this part, not the Ezra Snoshim over here, but the basic part of Harabayas. And there were 13 gates all around here, and we're going to enumerate them. And the 13, according to this opinion, the 13 times of bowing down were at those 13 gates. Can I get Jeremiah, the ones on the south, Smuch Lamarav, near the west, that means the south. This is the south. I'm pointing at the south near the west. The first one is Shara Elyon, and it's so marked. This is the Shara Elyon where my finger is here. Shara Delek, that's the next one. If you look at my finger, this is the Shara Elyon in the southwest corner. The next one is Shara Delek, that's the gate for the fuel. First one's called the upper one, next one's called the fuel one. Shara Bechoros, next one is where the Bechoros were brought in, the firstborns. Shara Mayim, and the fourth one was a Mayim, Shara Mayim, the uh, the gate of the water. We'll talk more about that in the Gemara. So, Vlamenik Rishmo Sharmayim. Why was it called Sharmayim? Shabo Machnisim Tsuluchis Shanisachamayim Bechag. Because that's what they, they brought in the vial, the jar of the water for Nisachamayim. That's why they brought it in during the Chag. Bosman Yaakov Omer, Bohamayim. I don't know how it is in your Gemaras, but in my Gemaras, you have to skip the next line. The second and third lines are reversed. There the water trickles. And in the future, the water is going to trickle out yeah, from underneath the house. That We already explained that. You're late. It's supposed to be upside down so that you can see north, south, east, and west. The way it's done with the letters is that the letters are faced south and north. But since we normally look at north at the top and south at the bottom, it's easier to look at it this way, even though the letters are upside down. Um, so he says that was in Nisachamayim. Blessed Yaakov says it wasn't as called Nisachamayim because the water, or maybe in addition, because the water was brought in from Nisachamayim. But he says that the water would trickle out there and will come out and will come under the uh, threshold of the Harabayas from there. Again, Bohamayim, out from the water trickles out, and in the future it's going to come out from that threshold, from that point in great abundance, as we'll see in the Gemara. Lu'umasa, and that, again, I don't know how you have it in your Gemaras, in my Gemaras, I just read the third line, and now back to the second line. Lu'umasa, and opposite them, we just described the four gates in the north, in the, in the uh, south, rather, one, two, three, four. Opposite them in the north, we have these other gates. Opposite them are Lu'umasa, but Safan, Smuchim, Bemarov, again, on the west, this is the west, the west uh, is uh, over here on my right. Uh, the, the, the westernmost and northernmost is Shar Yechanya. And so it says, Lumazim Mitzafan Smuchim Mamarv Shar Yechanya. That was called Shar Yechanya. And the next one is Shar Karban. We're in the fourth line now. Shar Karban. Shar of the Karban Shar Nashim, the gate of the women. Shar Shia, the gate of the 
uh, the, uh, the song. We'll see, that's where the instruments uh, came in there. When he went out into exile, he went out through that gate. On the eastern side, the eastern side, again, is this side. This side that I'm pointing at right now. Again, it's on, it's on your right, so it looks like east. Right? On the east side, you have the Shar Nikner in the middle. There were two small gates, one on the right, one on the left. Those are the two small like, gates in that Sharnikner. And then, uh, uh, and rounding it out, on the west side, where I'm pointing at right now, you had two small, two small Sharim. Uh, um, they had no name. It's called Sharakot and Sharakot. It's called two small gates on the west side. Now, the west side is what we have today, the Harabayas. Uh, the the uh, the, um, the 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 Kotel. What we call the Kotel really today is really this west side facing the Kodesh Kodashim, because the real entrance was on the east side, like towards Harazasim. The entrance was on on this side. That's where you came in. It was a Sharanoshim and such. As you get holier, we're standing today where our uh, Kotel is. We're really near the two Sharktano, the two small gates that round out to number 12 and 13 that have no name. Says the Mishnah, Abiyosi Omer. Thank you. Abiyosi ben Yochanan Omer. The Omer, can I get your general sharm? Our Mishnah goes like Abiyosi ben Chanan. Our Mishnah, which says that there are 13 Hashtachabahs, connected the 13 gates. Why are the 13? Because the 13 gates that we just described. We described the four and the uh, the four and the four and the three and the two. Uh, that's how we got to eleven gates and uh, to thirteen gates, and that's why the thirteen Ashwas. Baramka Rabbanan, according to the Rabbanan, according to Rabbanan, Shiva Sharm There are only seven gates in the Azar. They had a different opinion as to how many gates there were. They said there were only there were only seven. Al Dastra according to Rabbanan, Hechna Yishtafas Alalu. So where were these? Where were these Hashdevos? In other words, not Hechna. Not only where they were, but but connected. Why? If the, the first opinion, Yossi ben Yochanan says, there were 13, why were there 13 Hashtafos? Why were there 13 places to bow down? Because there were 13 gates, one for each one. We bowed down each, each one of them. Of course, there were only seven gates, so why are there 13 bowing, bowing downs? Katie, to come out, we learn elsewhere. You go with process, there were 13 breaches. That the Greeks had breached the base of Migdash in 13 spots. And the sons of the Hashmoneans had went back and they uh, re-sealed uh, them. Uh, they refixed the fences. So they made 13 places to bow down, so to speak, in, in honor and in gratitude for being able to complete and seal up the things that the Goyim had broken down. Now we mentioned about the water. We said one of the places is the water. We said, one, why is it called Shara Maim? Either the Nisach came in there. And Rosh Yaakov said, well, you know, the water trickles out of there, and eventually it's going to grow. And it brings, brings down Pesukim that we're going to learn in Zechariah about the future. In the future, the, that's going to be a source of water, and there's going to be water coming out of the base of Migdash, which is going to become a big amount of water, and which is going to eventually go into big oceans and big streams. So he's like this. Live water means like running spring water will come out of Yishalayim. When it comes out of the base that's where it seeps out of. Because if you get, if you look in the, in the, in the picture where we had the Shar Hamayim, 
So here it's called the Sharamayim, either the water came in there or not. But the, but the water is going to emanate from, in the future, is going to emanate from the Kachikachim. In other words, like a, a natural str- a stream of water is going to emanate in the future from the base Kachikachim. And when it comes out of Beit Kachikachim, it's just a little bit like a little trickle. It says, Kakarne Silei Vikilai, like the horns, the antenna of a tiny, tiny sheritz, a very, very tiny little uh, animal. The parochus, when it comes out from the parochus, that's from the, uh, when it comes out of Kachikadoshim. As it goes from the parochus to Mizbech Hazov, which is in the Heichol, uh, now it's a little bit bigger. It's like the antenna of the little horns, or uh, whatever you call them, antenna of, um, of a locust, a little bit bigger than that. From the that's from here, I'm pointing here, until it gets out to the Azores. As the water comes out, now it's getting bigger and bigger as it, as it, as it comes out. That's already, it's like the warp, the thread of a warp in the weaving process, which is a little bit thicker than the previous one. From the Azores until the threshold of the base Migdash itself, that's like the woof. The other part of the weaving process. It has a warp and a woof, one's vertical, one's horizontal. And the, um, the horizontal one, the arret, is a little bit thicker than that. So it's getting, the water is starting to trickle up from Kachikachim, and as it comes out, it gets a little bit bigger and bigger, bigger as more and more comes out. Because you know, the first drop goes by itself, the second drop follows the first drop, and so on and so forth. So as it, as it gets more and more and more, it gets bigger and bigger and more powerful. From afterwards, it's like coming out of a jar itself, it's getting bigger. The water will trickle out from the right shoulder, right? Maybe it's from the right side of the base of Megish. But when the man goes out eastward, the when he's got a rod in his hand, like a measuring rod in his hands, and he measures Elifama, he measures a thousand amas as he left the base of Megish. And the water passed by very my mayafosim. The water passed me mayafosim. What does afosim mean? Sounds like zeros or fs. Ad kersul till the ankles. It means the ankles. And I said at that point, a thousand amas out of the base of Migdosh, the water had already reached the height of the ankles. And he measured another thousand amas. Now the water passed me until my knees. Ad brachaya. And he passed another thousand amas. He measured a thousand amas. And now the water passed me up into my loins. At most night to my loins. Measured, measured another thousand amas. And at this point, we're talking now four thousand amas outside of the base Migdush. It was such a river I couldn't pass anymore. Water was too was too deep. I couldn't pass by. I couldn't pass it. I couldn't walk through it. I feel it'd be running Even large vessels like ships couldn't pass by. My time. A, a mighty, like a mighty vessel, cannot pass by. The waters became great. Waters of Sochu. What is Mahu Mei Sochu? It's Mei Sochu from ski, like Schia, swimming. It got too big to swim. You couldn't swim across it anymore. It was so, the, the waters came with such a torrent. So, oh. so when we have this much water, we still have to pray for rain. <laughs> you still have to pray for rain. Maybe, maybe they didn't have to pray for rain. We, we, this hasn't happened yet. This is going to be less love. In our town, they call swimming shachuna. Maybe it's related to sachu. Like they call swimming. That's what they call swimming. They call swimming sachu. Pasuk goes on. And this is a pasuk elsewhere. It says, 
This when Rabbanu Shalom is destroying Nebuchadnezzar, Hashem, so to speak, puts his hands, spreads out his hands in his mitzvah. Now we bring down another post there about swimming. So he feels like, like the swimmer spreads, spreads out his hands when he swims. So that could, that could mean water, which is spoken about in the world, meaning this great water, which is so powerful. Or another shot that he brings on the Shikli Yosef is that the words, words that are spoken about, meaning look how great this water is. Either way, you're describing really the water. And at that time, a makor, like a source of water, will open for based of it, and to the people of Yerushalayim, meaning based of means the base of Mikdash, and the people of Yerushalayim. Chatos means mechatos, that's the purification process of the Parah Duma. Uh, which had to come from Mayim Chayim El Keli, right? Mayim has come from live, from live water, from spring water. Ulanida. Anida means regular. Anida goes to the mikvah, regular mikvah. So this water will be a source for both Mechatos and for Anida. So Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Nachman, B'Shem Rabbi Yosem, says, Me based of and from based of it until you should shine, and it's through that point where the water is still coming from the force of this natural running spring. Kesheyu Manido Lechatos. That water is good either for a nida or for a chatas because the water is very powerful and it's like spring water. A nida could also go to the mikvah in spring water, running water like that. Afterwards, then it's mixed up with other waters, with rain waters, etc. It's good for a nida. It's good for a nida because it's not, it's not natural running anymore, but it's good enough you can use that for a mikvah. But it's not good for mechatas because mechatas must be only natural spring water. Based on he disagrees, and based on Yerushalayim, Kshem Lendido Ulachatos. That part I agree with. Until Yerushalayim, it's kosher for both. Mikam Vaelach make a patricel same. It's not even good for Anida because Anida has to be either in a spring or or in a mikvah like of standing still water, like we have a mikvah today. But now this water is running down the hills of Yerushalayim. And it's no longer in a stationary position, nor is it only a spring water. Therefore, it's not good for chatos because it's no longer pure spring water. And it's no good for anita because anita has to go either in a spring or in stationary water, but not uh, water that's flying down the side of a mountain. These waters will go out to the eastern Galilee. What does that mean? These waters went out. There were, there was brought in the, historically, there were seven seas around uh, Eretz Yisrael. So he says, went out to the eastern one, Ze Yam Shel Samchu. That's the Yam of Samchu. We don't have that Yam today. Some say that's like the Hulda, the Hulda Lake, which has been both basically dried out or replenished today, whatever it was. It's probably not in the same form it was then. So the waters from, from, from the base of Migdash will reach the, uh, the Yam of Samchu, which is up north in the eastern Galilee. That's the Kinneret that we have now. They went out of Boayama, they went to the Yam, what Yam is that? Zayam Amelech, which we also have today. Al Yamu Mutsaim, to the waters that expand Zayam Agoro, that's the, what we call today the Mediterranean. Can I get Shtepam Shiyotza? Uh, that it went, it, so to speak, it, it overflew its banks. One in the time of Enosh, which is in Bracious, and one in Darflug, which we also just had recently. Meaning, what do you mean it overflew its banks? It's called that, our, the water we're speaking about will go all the way out to the Atlantic, with the Mediterranean, which is, to, uh, which is an, a uh, continuation of Atlantic. And you saw he brings down that, the, that in the old days, it could very well be that the Atlantic ended at Gibraltar. There was nothing further there, but because of the sins, it overflowed, it overflowed, overflowed Gibraltar, 
and, and it's separated basically, and as a one time you could say that Africa and Europe were attached, but then it overflowed because of that, and the water came from the Atlantic and basically formed the Mediterranean. And that's what he means here also, that, uh, that it overflew its banks, uh, that it went out, it spread out, one time vanished, one time he's going to expand on this. Originally, it went up to Calabria. Calabria, he says, is, uh, he brings down, that's, that's a part of France. Some say it's uh, whatever it is. It's like France or part of Italy. And then it went all the way to the, what they, Barbary, it's like the Barbary coast. You know, Kipe means the high, the high cliffs of Barbary. This means either North Africa. He says the Barbary is, uh, maybe that's Spain. Whatever it is, it, these, are, these are what we have today, the banks of, of uh, Southern Europe and Northern Africa. So the waters reached until then, in these two times. He says originally went out to bar, the cliffs of uh, Barbaria. The second time Yatsu ad Yafo. The second time it came all the way from the Atlantic, it reached Akko and Yafo, which are part of Eretz Israel. Reached that's how far the water reached, which is what it does today. Ad Tavo until here it come velotos no further. That means ad ako tavo velotosif. In other words, until here, until the first tread is until here, it'll come, and it won't go any further than ako. And it ends at ako. Otherwise, Eretz Yisrael will be overflowed. Ufo yashis lachem. And here you will put the arrogance of your of your waves, meaning your mighty waves will come till here. Po hidarshins yafo, like po yafo. They're like alliterated. Ad yafo ashes go gulecha. I understand why the waters of the base of Migdash had to reach um, had to reach the uh, Great Sea, the Yam of the Milcha, and the salt. I understand why it reached the Atlantic or the Mediterranean. We'll call that and the Dead Sea because it sweet it sweetened them. They were so salty that it had some purpose. But Yam of the Tferi, Yam of the Samchu. Why did uh, why did it reach them? What what did the water of the base of Migdash add to the Yam of Tferi? To the Kinneret and the let's call it the Hula, the Hulda, um, uh, the Hula, um, the Hula Lake. What did it add there? It says the Gosam to increase their fish. Uh, to its species will be their fish, meaning there were many fish there. There'll be many forms of speech. So the water, these sweet waters of Beis Migdash um, basically had it, it caused uh, all kinds of uh, species of fish to grow in the Kinneret and in the Hula Lake. Once I went to Tzidon, which is today, that's in uh, Lebanon. They brought me more than 300 various species of fish, some smorgasbord, right? On one platter, all kinds of fish. The water heals in its pools and swamps. And it won't heal, it will be for salt. So what, there's a steer in the Pesach itself. I mean, these waters are, are like, they're healing, and then they're not healing. What's going on? The water's healed, but there was a certain spot that the waters didn't help, or they didn't reach that part, and they didn't help there. And, and then maybe that's why it's called the low year poo, because at that point there was like a big salt deposit in the corner and the, the waters didn't heal there. And on this, this tremendous river will come up on its banks, on either side, all kinds of good fruits that give off uh, a good uh, fruit trees. Its, uh, its uh, leaves will not wither, and its, uh, and its uh, fruit will never end. To its to its um, months, it will give new fruits. Now, what does that mean? What are the, the, we're talking again about the 
this uh, tremendous stream that came from the base of Migdash, it had a tremendous uh, healing power, and it brought sweetness, and it brought fish, and it also brought trees to its banks. In this world, normal grain takes six months to ripen. And a tree makes fruit in 12 months. In the future, miraculously, the produce will grow, the tfu, like grain, will grow in only one-sixth of the time in one month. We'll do it in two months. In months, two months, it will grow new fruits in two months. So again, it's like, it's like proportional. If the new fruits, which normally take a year, grow in two months, so grains, which take six months, will grow in one month. Rabbi Yossi, he says even more, because grain normally grows in six months. And a tree uh, takes 12 months to grow fruit, uh, in the future, the tree will be done in a twelfth of the time, not six months, and only tesvav and Nilam then will correspondingly be done in one twelfth of the time in one month. How do you know? Now, before we learn out from the tree, from the to the grain. Now we're learning from the grain to the tree. It grew in 15 days, as we'll see. And, it, and the Omer was brought. In other words, from the, it started growing in the beginning of Nisan, and 15 days later, you already had the Omer. So, I mean, see, so you see, it can happen that grain can grow miraculously in 15, in 15 days. My time says, Metzian will rejoice and be happy in their God, because he gave you the rain for charity. All three kinds of rain in the first month. In other words, it all grew, it started growing in Nisan, and already you had the Omer in 15 days. What about the Pasuk Chadashibik? We said in its months, it will grow new fruit. So the month sounds like two, like the first shot. So according to this shot, that it grew in one month, what does it mean, the Chadashab for its months, Yubakar? It means, and each and every month. It doesn't mean the Chadashab that one fruit will take two months to grow. It will mean in its months, each month, there will be new fruits. And it's Leaves will be for the medicine. Rabbi Yochan says, trufa means medicine, it also means food. As he brings down the Pasuk, trufa lashem mazim kamo hatrifeni lechem chuki. Give me the lechem of my, of my trifeni, give me like for food. Rabbi Yochan says, tarfei matzazalev. The food will be when you when you suck out from the from its leaves. That is food. The tariff mazona. That uh, that food is is actually mazon. Is actually sustenance. It's not just a, it's not just like we say a trufa is a medicine. It's related because the trufa also means a food. Rav Shmuel Charamar What will that food do? Once lahatar According to the first part, means Rav Shmuel said, one is to open your upper mouth, meaning to. To um, to give you like a four spice to sweeten your your, your palate to give you an appetite. If a person is constipated, it will also release him below. They have a different they have a different interpretation. One says to uh, to be matzo the pe of akrus. In other words, that he learns that the peikrus zeshen lamato. Is the pavikris meaning if a person, if a woman is um, is barren? He says, in other words, there are two different. So we have really four pshatim in what it means. Well, uh, uh, it means v'leil trufa, and Rav Shmuel says it means v'chad 
it's being matur lapeh, right? So this is, one, is, one says it's the pe of lamala, that's to give you an appetite, and once lamata means to relieve constipation. Rechem Shem says, no, the lahater peh, because the one below is for a woman who's barren, ba'osamakam, the charama lahater peh ilmen, the upper one is not to give you a, an appetite, but if a person is elame, is a person who's dumb and can't speak, it's matram. That's what this will do. So uh, according to uh, this, it's more like not just a food, it's really a trufa. It's really what we call a medicine. Ulamasam b'tzafam. So we said, we, we described that there were four gates in the southern uh, corner, starting from the west as we enumerated them. And then we said, and the opposite them in the north, and we started with uh, Shar Yechanya, Shar HaKarban, Shar Noshim, Shar Hashir. Uh, <clears throat> Now what happened was some at at most at most at most you find bishosha alumukhatsat sulakan when mukhatsa came up or bobi osha bedufni shaltakhi sat in the suburbs of Antuki that place viotsa saherigdola cross and saherigdola came out to greet him here you know the foreign conqueror came they went out to greet him bamlo they said to him the giesmanabai says of the harvest is the time we realize the end is near is the time for the base of to be destroyed amalan osha shamlafi lekham the one that i gave you that i put as a puppet king over you yoyokhim Tanule, give him to me, Vaniolach, and I'll go. Just give him to me, and I'll start off with him, and I'll go. Boba Amrule came to Yochan, Melch Yehuda. They went and told Melch Yehuda, Nebuchadnezzar, Boyloch, Nebuchadnezzar is looking for you. Kirin Shishama, Mehen Kach, once he heard them, he realized the end is near. Nothing of Techish, a famous story. He took the keys of the basement. He went up to the top of the Echel, Amr Lafan, or Banashalom. The Shavar, in the past, we were trustworthy to you. You believed in us. And your keys were given over to us, since we had your keys. Achshav, Now that we are not believed, now our, our, our keys are given over to you. Now our keys are given over to you. In other words, we no longer. Uh, obviously, we're not the uh, we're not the uh, trustworthy servants anymore. So I'm going to give you. We're going to give you back the keys. Train Amaran. There were two Amaran who argued about what actually took place. Chadomar Zarkon that he threw them up. He threw them up in the sky. He went up to the roof and threw them up in the sky, and they didn't come down anymore. Chadomar Bok Minyad, so to speak, like a hand of the Barshalom Kaviyoch, like a hand from heaven came down. When Elosimion took it out of his hands. The point is that the keys were never found again. Kivan Shara'u called Chorei Yehuda. Once all the officers of Yehuda saw that what, what, uh, what Yochan did, uh, came, they also realized the end is near. They went up on the top of their roofs, and they committed suicide. Hadoda said that's what the Pesach says. Let's give it me. Ah. Right, 
I don't know. Anyway, Mephel Mesa. Hadol Dechsev, Masa Gechezion. This is the vision of the uh, Valley of Vision. Malacho Eifa. What are you doing here? Kialisa Kulach Legalis. What's going on? You went up to the roofs. Teshuos Malaya. This is a city that was full of, uh, of tumult. Ir Homiya. A city of, uh, of noise. And, and it was a great city. And now all of a sudden everybody's jumping up off the roofs. What's going on over here? Says the Mishnah, Yudgim Shulchanos make sure there were thirteen Shulchanos in the time in the base of Megiddo, and we're not talking about the extra Shulchanos that Shlomo built of the main main Shulchan when he had the Lechem upon him. There were there was a Shulchan, right? And we know in the time of Shlomo, he built. He had a we'll see. He had the extra menorahs. He had extra Shulchanos. We're not talking about the extra ones that he had. We're just talking about regular tables. There were thirteen tables in the base of Megiddo. We mentioned the thirteen Sharim, uh, the thirteen Ashvos. So we mentioned the thirteen tables. What are these thirteen tables? Cheshel Shayish, there were eight out of marble, basically in the slaughterhouse where you slaughtered, uh, where, you, where, they, where they did the slaughtering. And that's over here to the basement behind You like, you want to read the letters, but this, the north is on the bottom, according to, I don't know why they did it that way. But anyway, the, there's, you see there's eight tables over here that, where, they, where they did the shechita, and they were made out of marble. On those tables, that's when they didn't do the shechita there. The shechita was done... On, uh, next to the hooks, they stood there, and they, they next to the hooks. But the uh, the innards were washed over here uh, on these tables. The base marav hakevish. There were two tables on the on the west side of the kevish. The kevish is the ramp leading up to the base. You see a shulchan kesef and shayish. There was one made out of shayish, one made out of kesef. We'll talk about that in a minute. One out of marble, one out of silver. Al shayish no sensevarm on the. On the marble one, they put the uh, parts of the animal, the limbs of the animal, of klishars, and on the on the silver one, they put the kalim. Now, the reason we'll see is we'll see why did they put why were they made out of marble, not out of silver? Because silver transmits the heat. The heat would spoil the food. Ubeis bulam, and there were two in the ulam. This is the ulam over here, leading into the. You see, come up the steps. Here's the ulam leading into the heichal, and there were two shulchan here, shulchan shayish and shulchan zahav. And inside, that's inside the heichal. Al pesach abayis near the opening of the of the basement. One out of marble, one out of gold. On the shayish one, that's this one. They put the lechem upon him when it came in, when it came in to keep it. To, you know, so that she, that it's a shayish is cold, so it wouldn't uh, make it spoil. When it left, it was, it was on a gold mine. Even though gold also transmits, it's a metal, it's a conductor of heat and uh, could ruin it. As we'll see, Shemal reading, since the shulchan in the, uh, in the base, make the shulchan was gold, once that was gold, you couldn't take it from gold and put it on anything less, even silver or marble, because because Malam B'Kodesh Meimurin, you don't make it a lower, a lower level. Okay, so that's what they did. Echad Shalzav Mibifnim Shalavach Mapanam. That's the the 13th one, the main one. The Shulchan that we always talk about, the Shulchan was the Shulchan Lech Mapanam that was gold inside the Echol. That's how you get 13. Now, Tani Shal Al Shal Kesef, right? Why? We said over here that that they were made out of out of marble. Says, One Bryce has said that the in our mission we said the Shayish Beknisoso, in other words, not we're not talking about the ones of the uh, of the eight that they put the um, that they washed the innards of the animal on. But on, on this here, on, on here that we say uh, the Shulchan Shalzov and the Shulchan of Shayish, where they put the Lechma upon him, 
he says that the Adam Sisan Shashaish between Soso and a Brisa it said it was made out of silver. That's a Brisa brought down in the in the in the um in Bavli also that way, that it was silver. Belsum Shimon says, no, you didn't use silver, that's kind of castination because it makes it hot, it conducts the heat. And it'll ruin the lechem upon him. Says Lokain, didn't we learn Zechem and Anisim Shinas Beis What do you mean? When was going to rule lechem upon him? One of the Nisim the Beis was Shekshem Shem Manichanos Socham. When they put the lechem upon him down, remember it went from Shabbos to Shabbos. When they put it down, it was hot and fresh. Kachi Matzimus Socham. They also found it hot and fresh the following Shabbos. Shnei Merlosim Lechem Cham Biyom Milakot to put lechem Cham on the day it was taken away. The day it was taken away is the same day. Is it's, it's as hot and fresh as the day it was. That's one of the Nisim. We don't have that today. So you can't have, you know, if you make something today, uh, tomorrow it's not fresh anymore. That was one of the Nisim. So what are you worried about? You don't, you don't mention Nisim. In other words, we're not also, we're not Samech Nisim. You're right. Miraculously, the stuff stayed fresh. But you're not going to go on your own and put it on something and do something which can cause it to become stale. And if you make it on, uh, if you put it on silver, the heat will get transmitted in there and it'll make it, it'll warm it up and it'll, it'll, it'll increase its mold. But you see, there's another opinion. The Bryce said that it was made out of silver. Let's say for some reason <coughs> they couldn't make the lechem upon him. It wasn't made. For whatever the reason was, they didn't have the ingredients, something happened, and, uh, there was a war, whatever happened, they didn't have the lechem upon him on Shabbos. Uh, so the question is, can you leave it? You're supposed to take, you, you, when do you make it? You make it on Friday, and you put it on Shabbos. So what happens on Shabbos? He didn't have any new one. Do you leave the old one there? Or does it become possible? You know, it's always got to be in front of me. Lechem upon him, I feel possible, even if it's possible. So the Mepharshamir also grapple. Does it mean possible really is possible because it's possible, you know? Or it just means that even if it's not the way to do it, the halacha is that as long as it stays on the shulchan, it stays kosher and the Kohanim can eat it the following week when it's replaced. <laughs> you know, until until it was put on the Zahav, you kept it on Shaiish. That's that's the opinion of our Mishnah. And the other Brisa says that it was actually on Kesef on the way in also. And you weren't worried about the uh, that it's gonna go bad. That was the Maisa Nisan. Asara Shulchanos Asushloma. Now, now, okay, so we've described the thirteen Shulchanos in our Mishnah. Now Shlomo made ten more Shulchanot Bitokhaichal. בדרמנ so the bottom is the north, and here's the shulchan. The mizbech was in the middle, the menorah was in the south, and the shulchan was in the north. Right? That's what it says. The shulchan's supposed to be al Safon. So now where did he put the... That was the regular shulchan. He put ten more. Five on the right, five on the left. Now where did he put them? <coughs> he says, where did he put them? Im tomer chamesha bedorum. If you say five on the south, chamesha bedzofen, following the shulchan kosher bedzofen, the shulchan's supposed to be in the north. You can't put them in the south. They had to be all in the north. 
So you can't say you put five in the north, five in the south. It's going to be a north side. What does it mean five on the right, five on the left? Five on the right of, you're looking at a five on its right and five on the left. Five on either side of Shlomo's of Shlomo Shulchan. El Chamish mi min Shulchan or Moshe Chamish mismol. Afal pikein lo yimasadur el bishal Moshe. Still, where did he put the lechem upon himself? Only on Shemoshe. Bavad shenemar es a Shulchan asher olav a lechem upon him. The Shulchan, like one Shulchan on which there is lechem upon him. Sounds like there's only one. So the other, the other ten, you have to say were decorative. He had decorative one, you know, leman yagdal tarviyader, but but it was only one that was used. That's the first opinion. Rabbi Elzer Rebuyd Omer al kulim yimasadur. He put the Shulchan. He put the lechem upon him. Uh, they took turns, you know, sometimes it was this or some of that. There was a total of 11. They used them all. Shenemar. And so, Shechonos ba'aleyem lechem upon On them. It's not just one. On them. Tani Mizrach Omar of Now, so you say over here that the that the Shulchanos, the Shulchanos were five on either side. But in a price it said that these Shulchanos were Mizrach Omar of They were placed east to west. In other words, you put them one, one uh, uh, head to foot, east to west. Now, if it's east to west, remember east to west, where is west? West is right here, where my finger is, and east is on this side. So if they're east to west, that sounds okay, because you could put them east to west, even if you didn't learn that were five were on either side. As long as they're east to west, so you could put them on the, all on the north side, no matter how you had them, as long as they were east to west, like in one row, no problem. So even if they weren't on the sides of the shulchan, even if they were next to the shulchan, you could have them east to west. Tanim is Rehavi Nesun, Div Rebbe, Rehavi Shimon, Omer, Safa so they were north to south. Now, Mandam or Bizarchamar of Necha, fine, Kulun Rula Shares, they're all good because they're all in the north. Mandam and Safadam, but if they were head to head or head to toe, north to south, the whole Hecha was only 20 Amas wide. The Shulchan was, each one was two, so two, and you had uh, 10 against each other, that was 20. So that took, they, they were somewhere already in the south. I think that can't be. So Mandam and Safadam, Nimsa, Shulchan Madarm comes out there in the south. And the Gemara ends with that kasha. He takes out a menorah b'tzafa, and Vahar is not part of the kasha. Vahar is like a new, he leaves the out Vahar, and Tani is a new thing that we'll see tomorrow. So he leaves the kasha here, but the Mfarsh brings down that the Gemara Menachas answers, the betray Dari have a kaimik. Even if you learn that they were north to south, they were in the side, but they were in two rows. So there are two rows of five each. Five each would be a total length of ten. So they were, if you put it at, at, at the east side of the shulchan, of, the, of Moshe's shulchan, and you had ten, Ten Amas and Ten Amas, it, all the Shulchanos, even the last one was still in the north because there were two rows of five, head to toe, that's two, 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 two times five is ten. And that led to, that, that took you up to the halfway mark in the Hechol, that means that all the Shulchanos were in the north side that were they're supposed to be. That would be your answer. So either, so all the Shulchanos, the original one and Moshe, and the other ten, all had to be in the north. All right, pick it up tomorrow, Metzashem. Tomorrow, Belin Netter is Tuesday at the regular time, does it? By Shane. By Shane. Right, 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 right. Here, so it doesn't show is on, on the Uh, aren't there two mailboxes? Don't you have two mailboxes there? I always remember the last time I was in the phone time ago, you had two mailboxes. Forget about the one near my door. The one down by the stairs. So why do you have the other one?
because that was the one that was there originally. And, and, and the guy that was delivering was, was didn't want to keep going up the stairs, so I put, I put the one down. Right, so why do you have the old one? Because I never took it off, <laughs> and I'm not taking it off.